and very surprising as well. So tonight is the pink corner. Tonight is for the girls. So tonight we're going to be learning more about women, about ladies and the dynamics that come and the delicacy and dynamics that come with us. So fasten your seatbelt because I once heard, uh, I once read an article that said, okay, there's a book that um, is reaching to know how to know a man. And the book was like, what? Like a 50 page book. And then there was in the library as well, uh, a book for how to know a woman. And it was not a book. There were books. Uh, it was a full library. That is how we are. That is how dynamic we can be. So without further ado, um, can we have the Sledo, um, uh link, please? Please, like Minister Bosse has said, please ask questions that are relevant to you. Let's avoid rhetorics. Ask questions that are relevant to you for your development because this whole thing is packaged for our development and must not uh, um, waste it. So open your browser. Step two, visit www.sleed.do. Step three, enter the event code and it's hashtag women's capital C. And then step four, send in your questions. Send in your questions. So without further ado, I have to answer this question tonight. Four beautiful, delectable, intelligent, and eclectic women who will be answering your question tonight. And there are no other persons than Mrs. Kessiena Adetutu. These are foremost counselors. These are counselors. They mend any broken relationship. They repair damaged goods. So, can we put our hands together for Mrs. Kessiena Adetutu? Her husband was on stage last week as well, and uh, he did a really good job. So, the battle is continuing tonight. Thank you. You're very welcome. Let's also welcome Minister Fumi Arogundade. Give her a round of applause. I told you, these are very intelligent women. Very dynamic. Can we welcome on stage Minister Neka Bankole Agbelusi? You see that she did not come joking. She came with a red head. When a woman comes with a red head, know that that head is full. So ask very tough questions. And then the last but not the least, Minister Blessing Jude Okeke. I told you it's a power pact. Something. Okay, so let's keep the questions coming. Let's keep the questions coming. coming Thank you very much. Thank you, Easy. Good evening, everybody. My name is Timita Kwebalade Akimbode. And you're welcome to the Women's Corner. <laughs> okay, the questions are coming in in torrents. I have one here. It says... How, so you can, just before I read the first question, you can actually direct your question specifically at someone on the panel if you want to. Is that, is that fine? Is that okay? All right, let's go. So the first question says, how does a wife handle a difficult husband, especially when he doesn't have anyone you can report in to? I think I would give that question to Minister Blessing. <laughs> so, 
So how does she handle the difficult husband? Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, so um, I think that the only thing that can help you when you're married and you have an issue, I think is to pray. I know that that's a very cliche answer, but the truth is that that's the only thing that you can do. Um, we have heard here that um, this thing called ear in men does not work. That there is something that is inside, you know, <laughs> that is ear for them. So if you have a difficult husband, nagging him will not change him. Um, calling meat himself will not change him. You know, it's, he's, men are internally motivated. So I feel like when you pray, the Bible says that um, the heart of a king is in, the man, is in God's hands and he will turn it wherever he will. So when you pray to God, God will now turn the heart of your king to the best way he's supposed to go. So I think that that's the best way to handle a difficult husband. Okay. Thank you. Yes, yes, you can. Praise God. Praise God. Okay, I also think that when you pray, if you have a difficult husband and you pray, the first thing that will happen is that you will change. Sometimes it might not even be the husband, it might be you. So when you pray, God will help you be more patient. God will help you be more understanding. God will help you act better. So you begin to see the change. And then I think there's a scripture that says that by your own obedience, when your own obedience is complete, God will avenge disobedience. So things will begin to change because you are beginning to change. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah, thank you very much. Yes. How do you... Okay, sorry. I think okay. um, Mrs. Okay. Kessner wants to add to that. Just a quick contribution. The question said the man didn't have somebody you could report him to. So I just want to seize this opportunity to advise our ladies here. Because we're always saying it in GCC. Don't go and marry a man who does not have an authority over his head. Who does not have somebody you can report him to. Just a quick one. So let's use this as a learning point. If you are planning to get married here, if you're a young lady, you're not married yet, you're planning to get married, that's one of the major boxes you have to tick. Praise God. Thank you. All right. Um, how, how do you deal with being proposed to and after two years still no marriage? Okay, so Who I'm directing that, that question to Mr. Fumi. Okay. How do you deal with being proposed to and after two years, no marriage? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Okay. Uh, you take it, Noni. Praise God. <laughs> the truth is, the truth is, let's, let's just be sincere with each other, with ourselves rather. It is better your relationship is broken than you get into a marriage and it's broken. Praise God. So if you are proposed to, praise God, if you are proposed to, and after two years, three years, nothing is happening. Abby? Yes. You, you, okay, let me just help you. How can you just ask the guy, what's happening? 
What are we doing? That's why when you want to start a relationship, it is best your relationship is defined. Let's know where we are going. Are we getting married? What's this? As in, define your relationship. Don't just enter any relationship. If your relationship is defined, at least when you propose to me or when you say you want to start a relationship, what kind of relationship are we starting? Are we just friends? Do we want to get married? If we want to get married, when are we getting married? You know, you... <laughs> it is well. Several questions why you even ask. You ask your... You ask your Make it plain. It's, it's, you save yourself this trouble. You save yourself this stress. Define your relationship. Okay, this, marriage, this um, relationship is leading to marriage. Fine. Thank God. You like him. I like you. We are good. When are we getting married? What kind of wedding do we want to have? You know, discuss there and then. So that you know what you are going into. So that the person will not just come and block you when the right people are coming. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, want to contribute to that. Okay. Okay, I think that if you if you have been in courtship for two years, you are in the best position to know what is holding the wedding. Is it finances? Are you working? Is it because sometimes the man is plagued with he doesn't have money for a house, maybe he's living in his parents' house, he doesn't have money for some basic things. So I think that these are practical things. You can have a conversation with him. But if you feel that everything is going well and the wedding has not happened, he probably, probably has changed his mind. You need to move on. But if it's a money thing, you need to contribute. You need to let him... This goes, okay, when, okay, what's happening? Ah, now money, okay. What, okay. What kind of wedding do we want to have? You can scale it down. So men are perfectionists. They want it to be in so-and-so place and in so-and-so stage and all of that. You can cut it down. Wedding is just one day. Or maybe you had one that's even giving him uh, uh, funny expectations. So you need to have that conversation. And if, you, if it's something that you can bring down, please bring it down and have your wedding. Have your wedding. Thank you, Thank you very much. Um, Thank you very much, Mrs. Neka. Uh, for all the single ladies, there's a book by Pastor K, Seven Questions Wise Women Ask. When he proposes, the next question is, when? When, <laughs> when are we getting married? Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, so, um, Mrs. Neka, this goes to you. It says, my woman is fine with us not communicating always, but I am not. What can I do? She will even always say we may not talk always, but the love is always there from her to me. What should I do? Okay. She doesn't like to communicate. She doesn't like to communicate always, but you like to communicate. I think that it's something she can learn. I was that kind of person before, before now. My husband likes to gist. He wants us to spend a lot of time. But me, I, I was a, I didn't, I was a loner. Like, if we talk today, we might not even talk for a while. But I had to learn. So he explained to me the importance of communication to him. And so he would communicate. Even if I don't call him, he would call me. Uh, how are you now? What's happening? How's work and everything? He would get to work. He would send me a message. I've gotten to work. He's doing something. He would send me a message. I, had, I now took the cue. But I believe that. He prayed about it too because it was not easy for me to move from, I can stay one day and not call. I can even get to work and forget and get engrossed in what I'm doing at that time. 
but he prayed about it and then he will communicate. He will make a conscious effort. He was not complaining, no. He will communicate, ah, Neka, how are you? How far have you gotten to work? How's it going? I know that there's more than pressure, okay? Once in a while, sometimes you say once in a while, check up here, yeah? don't forget. You know, he will not say it in jokes that, ah, he will call me and say, ah, babe, you've forgotten that you're married, I will laugh about it, but I get the message that he's saying that you've not called me the whole day. So you can pray about it, you can give her subtle cues that, ah, you've not checked up on me today, oh. Okay, once in a while, check up. Once in a while, send a message and pray about it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, this question was directed to Minister Blessing. And he says, Minister Blessing, how do you handle husband that is a bully, is angry, and he has an abusive temperament? I think she, she... You don't settle that kind of quarter before because she called you specially. Okay. The truth is, first place, how did he get to be husband? Like, how did you get to be husband? How did you make that person husband? How did you make that person king over you? I don't know how you moved from friend to husband. I, well... I think that, like um, Pastor M would say, when you get into marriage, you should hold Jesus in one hand and hold your joy in the second hand. When you get there and you meet someone that is a bully, that is bullying you, that is, you know, difficult, see, you, you need to carry your joy. Because the truth is that whatever advice any of us here wants to give to anyone that is married... If you are married, see, that advice is, it cannot pass prayer. It cannot pass prayer and hold your Jesus. It can't pass that because you are already married. But if you are not married, because I feel like everything in a relationship, when it gets to marriage, it gets blown up. So how was he when you were dating? Did he used to push your head? Did he used to give you body? Did he, like... There were signs. How did you miss that? Now, if you are in marriage, like I said the first time, pray. Then hold your joy. When they bully you, you go into a room and bring out the joy you came with. You go into another room, bring out the Jesus you came with. Because you, you are past where you can be advised otherwise. I don't think that you can live a marriage because you were bullied. Like, it makes no sense. You can't say... Um, why did I leave this marriage? They bullied me, so I left. You can leave. Okay. For your information, it is for better, for worse. It is a covenant. Whether you, whatever, is a covenant. Okay, it's not just when it's good. So what I would say is hold your joy and bring it out when you are being maltreated. That's all I can say. And pray. End of story. Okay, thank you very much. Please, a round of applause. Uh, it's not easy to sit here, please. Okay, so um, Mrs. Kessena, hmm, this one is hard though. <laughs> this one is tough. <laughs> okay, um, this person says, you people should not shout. Promise me you won't shout. We promise. You, you won't shout, Abby. We pledge. He begs. No, no, no. I don't want you to depend on it. Don't shout. Okay, praise God. My husband 
is cheating on me. I said we should not shout. She will read again, though, if you shout again, no more. Yes. My husband is cheating on me, but he doesn't know I've found out. So my husband is cheating on me, but he doesn't know I found out. I cheat. Off mic moment. <laughs> okay. I cheated impulse, but confessed immediately. And he forgave me, but he still hasn't confessed that he's cheating. Authority over his head. You should have somebody who you can report in the situation like that. So, if you have authority, then you guys just have a, have a talk, talk about it. Let the person have a meeting with you and I'll talk about it. But for me, I have an open communication with my husband. so. God forbid, if that happens, I'll tell him. If I see something is off, I'll talk to him. If you notice something about your husband, you said you caught him. Is it that you caught him in the act? Or somebody came to tell you that I saw, my, you saw your husband somewhere in one hotel? Because people can be very malicious. They can come and tell you stories. And sometimes it might not be the truth. So what I'll say is have an open communication with your husband. Talk to him. If you're afraid of confronting him, then report him to the authority over his head. Then if need be, you guys can... Have, we have um, infidelity recovery coaches. You can go through the process and forgive yourselves and move on. But have an open communication with your husband and let him know that you know. Don't just keep it under your belt and keep and um, keep pretending that you don't know what is going on. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. Okay. You are stingy with your clap. Okay. This question goes to Minister Fumi because they mentioned your name. And they said once again, Minister Fumi. Please, how do you manage a wife who believes the husband must initiate sex for four years now? Well, ah, I don't guess. <laughs> Is it your name that they got that took you? <laughs> as in, um, can, can you just say it again? Okay. So how do you deal with the wife? that believes that the husband must be the one always initiate sex. And I think they've married for four years now. Oh, okay. <sighs> the truth is, uh, you should both initiate sex. That's just the simple truth. Uh, it's, not, it's not just his responsibility. 
After all, the two of you are enjoying it together. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so you should learn to initiate sex too. There's nothing wrong. It doesn't make you less of a woman. It doesn't make you less of a woman. It's your home. It's your husband. So you should initiate sex. There's no problem in you as a lady, as a wife, initiating sex. It's okay to initiate sex. So it doesn't have to always be your husband. So how does a husband now help her to realize that she can initiate the match? Ah. The husband should talk to her now. The husband should talk to her. Okay. And the husband should talk to her. If he, ha- if he, if he has a problem of her not initiating sex, mm. talk to her. She might just be innocent about it. She might just feel it's just a man's thing, you know? But that's why we need to communicate in marriage. It's you and I. It's the two of us. So open up. Tell him, I like it this way. I like... Okay, sorry. <laughs> but you know what I'm trying to say. Yes, you have to, you have to talk. Talk. When you communicate well in marriage, you enjoy your marriage better. Open up. You have friends. Communicate. It is so important. We cannot overemphasize the importance of communication. You have to communicate. Only I want it this way. I am, I am my wife. You should, you're supposed to try once in a while. Not be only me supposed to they do this thing. We don't marry for, you know, you can try. You know, you, know, you know, I like it if you try to try. You understand? And then when she eventually tries, encourage her so that she'll be more comfortable doing it. But it's okay to initiate sex as a woman, as a wife. Hallelujah. As a wife. As, as a, a wife. wife. So teenagers, close your ear. Because I will hear some of you sniggering. No, it's not book one we are talking about here. We're talking about ten adult jokes. <laughs> as a wife. Okay. So, um, Minister Fumi, off the back of what you just said, there's a question here that says that my husband doesn't believe it's okay for us to be friends. He thinks it is disrespectful. <laughs> husband. <laughs> calm, calm down, guys. So can husband and wife be friends? As in, I don't understand. You want to, do, you want to start doing bro auntie? Us, I don't understand. Why are you? What are you? What is? Why, why are you? Why are you? Why are you married? If you are not friends, I, I'm tempted to stand up. So you want me to just? <laughs> you just come back from work, and I'll just kneel down my cardboard. As in, as in, you should be friends. That's even the first step. You should be friends. It is. It is. That's the best way to enjoy it. How can you not be friends? If you are not friends, then you are not open to one another. Not to, I understand the question. Yes. How can you not be friends as as married couple? What are you doing? You must be friends. You, you when you are friends, you you see. When you are friends, to open up becomes very easy. You become yourself. You become Fumi when you are with Shukpo. Do you understand? You become yourself when you are with your husband. But when you are not friends, then. There's a problem. That's when you find ladies, sorry, that's when you find married women finding it difficult to, to confine in their husband, to tell them um, things that they are going through. They would rather go and tell friends or go and, you know, meet people. How, how can you not be friends and you call yourself a couple? You must be joking. Honestly speaking, you are joking. Friendship is a necessity in marriage. 
You, we can't help it. It's a necessity. Because if when you're not friends, you can't open up to each other. And when you cannot open up to each other, you have a big problem. Thank you. Praise God. Okay, this question goes to Minister Neka. It says, a man who got married to a white woman just for the purpose of green card and is asking to marry me, what do you advise? A man got married to a white woman just for the purpose of green cards and is asking to marry me. What would you advise? He's a married man. So he's married. You don't want to go down that road. It won't be good. He, you don't want to go down that road. Marriage is too important. That's, it's, you know, and the truth is that you can't even, as if you think you will travel, you can't even travel. Because once the white woman finds out, is it that she kills him or the marriage will be over? You know, it can't work. Number one, he's married, so you are going to be with somebody else's husband. So that's, what's that now? Polygamy. That's fornication, because you are the one that's not married, though. It's not adultery now, it's fornication, because you are the one not married to him. You know, and all the drama that comes with fornication. You don't need all that drama. Is that the best you can get for yourself? You are worth more than that. Eh? So there's no point. You are worth more than that. So you are now second. No, no. No, no. You that Jesus died for. Haba. You deserve more than that. You should go and sit down somewhere. You should go. Even himself, eh? Why did he marry a white woman? That means he's without hope. Yes, now. If he, if he married her for love, it's different. But he married her for green card. He's without hope. He's without hope. He, do not, he cannot see a better life for himself. So you don't want that. You are too precious. You don't want that. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. Um, I think the show will go to Minister Blessing. People should not shout. Don't shout. Okay. So, the question goes, please, I'm dating this lovely lady and I lied to her about my age. She's older than me and I really want to pop the question, but I don't want to lose her. What do I do? Wow, I feel for him. <laughs> you know, the truth is, sometimes, one house, please. Sometimes you get into, you, you know, one of the things that we've been taught here is to be friends first. You know, just you being friends with someone, and you did not even know that it was going to go all the way, and somehow you now really like this person, and you know, and... And you know, the, the general perception is that if a woman is older than a guy, he would not, she would not want to marry him or she would not respect him, you know. So I feel like that's why the guy, see me giving reason why the guy lied. <laughs> okay, so what I would say to you is that if you believe that that woman is for you and you really do not want to lose her, I think that you should go and tell her the truth you cannot you cannot use lie to cover lie the truth will set you free you know so tell her and tell her why you lied then tell her 
why you are coming to tell her the truth. I think that that's because it's one of two things. It's only two things that can happen. She can say yes, she can say no. And if she says yes, we move past that and we, you now marry the person you really like. If she says no, see, there are many women for you. Like, we, we, like we've heard time and time again. It's, there's not just one person for you. You will find someone else. So you, it's, it, the, the earlier she knows, the better. You know, because the truth is that the truth will always come out. No matter how long it takes, the truth will always come out. So the earlier you tell her, the earlier you guys pass that stage, the better for everybody. Okay, so thank you very much. So on the back of that, um, somebody also asked, what's the normal age difference for couples? How far is too far for age? Okay. Well, I'm a bit biased on this, okay? So, I, I don't know why, if that's why you're asking me. I'm a bit no, biased no, no, no. on this. It's okay. not why, but... Okay, because, you know, everybody's experience is different. I don't, I don't want you, aside for the major things, you know, being a Christian, and so when it comes to age, you, if you check the Bible, God did not say that this is it. So when God leaves certain things open to us, he believes that you with your sense should be able to discern or make that decision. Okay? So what I would say is that you know yourself. It's peculiar to you. Sometimes people that are your mates, you guys may not flow. Someone that is old, like, if I, I can't say one year, I can't even say two. I can't say five. It's the connection. It's how both of you are able to relate. It's how, it's, it's if you, you, you have connected so much that you feel like this person is my, this person is my person. Like you guys have connected so much and you feel like I want to spend the rest of my life with this person. I can't give you an A. I can't say one year, two years because we've had people that have had two years We've had people that have had 10 years. We've had people that have five years and it still didn't work. So I can't give you, I can't say one year. I can't say 10. But you, for yourself, connect with this person. Ask God, is, can, I, can we do this? Can we go the long haul? You know? So I can't give you a number. It's, for me, it's more, the, more of the connection, more, do we, do we, do we gel? Is it, do, can, we, can we do this together forever? That's, that's what it is for me. Not necessarily the number. Besides, age is a number. Age is just the number. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yes, this question goes to Kes. My wife sees doing house chores as work and doing things at work as, and, as work and going to Okay, okay, I think it's just a typo. My wife sees doing house chores as work and doing things at home. At work, and going to work as rest. How can I handle this? So I think she sees work as rest and sees house chores as the work. So how can he handle this? But house chores is work now. Is it not work? Mm. House chores is work. 
But then we have, praise God. Hallelujah. So we have, um, we have roles. When, when you, if you come through our courtship program in DCC, we have the roles. We have things that, expect, that the man is expected to do, and we have things that the woman is expected to do. But it's not stereotype. Then, I'm also wondering, you asking this question, what were you guys doing during courtship? What were you talking about? If she, know, if she likes to work, formal work, she feels it's rest. She likes to work, those kind of work. Then let her do it and end the morning. We can get a house help if she thinks it's too, help, if it's, if she thinks it's too much of it hustle for her to do the house chores because house chores is work whether we like it or not it is work and it can be hectic so know your wife understand her talk with her if you guys need to get a house help then get a house help if you don't want somebody to stay with you in the house you can get somebody that comes and goes but it's something you can discuss with her talk with her and find a way around it praise god um, I just want you to quickly answer because there's another question that talks about how do you juggle raising kids, doing house chores, and your, business, your, your secular business as a woman? How do you juggle all of that? So maybe you can touch on that. Okay, praise God. Hallelujah. It's a general question. Whosoever asked that question, all of us used to ask that question too. Being a wife, being a mother, having a formal job, probably having a business, it's a lot. And um, it's something we always try to find a balance. Like Pastor said, you don't actually balance it, but you just keep juggling it. So a lot of, a, a lot of the time, planning comes in. You can do a lot of planning. For me, I have a very busy schedule, so what I usually do is I do a lot of prepping. Get a good, make sure you have a good light source. You can do a lot of cooking. You can get somebody to even cook for you. Stock it in the fridge. Plan your time very well. Plan time that you, stay, you hang out with your children. Plan time that you cook. Just a lot. Planning helps a lot. Planning helps a lot. Then talk to your husband about it. That you are feeling overwhelmed with the things that you have to do. Discuss with him. And if you need to get external help, get external help. Then another thing that is very important is we have a lot of helpers around us in life, but we don't utilize it. You have a lot of helpers. Most, for, for me, a major helper I, I used to have in my life was my mother-in-law. She was an amazing help. It's not as if I made her a house help, but I developed a very good relationship with her. Because of that, she could help with a lot of the work that I had to do. So I could drop my children with her and just disappear. There are people around you that can be helpful to you. Utilize those opportunities. Like those people that are in your life. Have a good rapport with them. Have a good relationship with them. Then you can call them to help. And they'll be available to help. But importantly, communicate with your husband. Discuss with him if you're feeling overwhelmed. And ask the Holy Spirit to help. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay. This goes to Minister Fumi. From your experience... How did you hold on during the tough times of Minister Shukwo that Minister Shukwo mentions on stage? Okay. Well. Praise God. Hallelujah. And the truth is, I've come to realize that for 
a marriage to work, you have to do the work. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's, it, it doesn't have to do with just the husband or just the wife. It's, it's the two of us working it out. Praise God. So, um, I think th- that period, why are you staring at me like that, honey? <laughs> he wants you to say the truth and nothing but the Before, truth. Before, he knows me now. Uh, uh, I manage no need. Yeah, I, I, what, what, I didn't have a choice. What would I have done, really? I manage. We, it has to work. That's just it. I work with what I have, what is available but part-time. You work with it. it you must manage. You learn to manage. And then I, I, was pray, I, I started praying and trusted God seriously. I know you've been saying it before. Which you, yes. God, I trusted God, pata, pata, like totally. Then I supported him in my own in, in every way I could. Because if he succeeds, I succeed. If we, it's, what, there's no one person's success. We succeed, succeed together. So we ha- it has to work. That's just it. I don't know how else to say, but I, I just, I, what, what I would say is that I played my role as a wife. I'm a helpmate. Praise God. So I help totally. I help completely. I help spiritually. I pray for him like my life depends on it. He must, he must be successful. He doesn't even have a choice. If he chooses not to be successful, he will be successful. He's, he has to. The Bible says... Standing ovation. <laughs> the, 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 the Bible says that he that finds a wife has found a good thing. You know, there was a day Mama, Mama really broke that scripture. I, I never saw it like that. She said, he that finds a wife has found a good thing. They mo- if you marry your husband, they must know that a good thing has happened to him. Even in the midst of difficulties, praise God. If they must be turned around. Okay, so you never, for once, you never nagged, nagged. never no. complained. Oh, to be, to be sincere, there were times, oh, ah, God is faithful, though. There were times, because, ah, <laughs> there were times, there were times that we didn't have, like, shin shin, do you understand? There was nothing. And, you know, it, it, it was difficult because we were, you know, when, when you tested, tested it, and then, you now tested the other side. It's more difficult, unlike when you are just going like this. So that period, I remember um, times where we had to bring um, keke, keke. I would now pack the, as it was, but I knew it was just temporal. It was temporal. I knew it was temporal. I knew we were going to come out of it. So I stood strong. I kept praying. I kept walking. I kept walking, doing everything I could do as in my own little way. And I didn't give up. And I kept encouraging him to. I kept telling him, you can do it. We can do it. This is just a phase. We will come out of it and we'll be stronger. And obviously we are better now. And this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. Okay. Thank you very much, Minister Fumi, for words of wisdom. Sainika, this goes to you. So all the single men have been asking, I believe that they are single men based on the questions. Um, someone says that, how do you know when a girl likes you? I wish you calm down now. <laughs> how do you know when a girl likes you? How do you know? What signs, what signs do you, do 
get when a woman likes you? Praise God. Okay, I think, praise God, hallelujah. Okay, I think one of the first signs that a lady likes you is that she's more receptive towards your friendship. Okay, I believe that you are friends already. She's more receptive. Okay, why are you expecting me to say she'll call you small head, big head, all those things? Okay, she will say that too. <laughs> but I believe she'll be more receptive towards your advances. Uh, maybe say, okay, let's go, let's go and watch a movie. It might not be convenient. She'll make it, find a way to go and watch the movie with you. Or you say, come, let's attend. Come, come to my church. Pastor Kinkley is doing a seminar for single ladies. She'll come. Or different things, Sharp. You know, when you ask her for, let's go out, let's do this, let's do that. She's more receptive. She, she, she's not asking you to use all your money to buy Brazilian hair for her. If you like a man, you don't want him to spend his money anyhow. You know, you don't want him. When I met my husband, he, my, my colleague can give everything that he has. He doesn't care. You can, if, 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 you, if they pay banking salary today and you come and ask him for that money, he will give you. But I'm the one handling the money now, so don't ask him. But then, he will give you everything. But then, sometimes you will offer to buy me something. I'm like, ah, well, how, I know your salary now because we're working the same place. I know something. Like, why do you want to buy this from? Don't worry. You know, she won't she will want you to spend your money. She would rather that you invest it in some, she wants you to spend all your money. Not all, she will spend though, but not all your money. She wants you to make unreasonable expenses. You know, she's concerned about your well-being. You know that you live, she lives in Okoko. He lives in um, VI. She, she wants you to carry her and go and drop her in Okoko and come back. There's some things that she will ask of you that, you know, this person doesn't really care about my well-being. My husband has a friend that has a girlfriend. I think they are, they are planning to get married. And the guy would drive all the way to one far place to drop her. Even in that, that time that police were catching people at 12. Sometimes you cannot even go home. You have to come and sleep in Bagada. And I'm saying, this girl doesn't like you. There are some basic things that you know. That this person, even if she likes me, she's not a nice person. She's not nice to people. You don't even want that. So if she's not nice to you, she wants you to spend all her money. She said, the latest phone comes and she wants you to buy it. You know? She's not the person you want, and she doesn't really like you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay. This question goes to Minister Blessing. What should I do, please? Everything is right about him. But we are both genotype AS. I am confused. Prefects, prefects, write names of noisemakers. Anybody I can. Praise God. He is a he is a perfect match all round. But this genotype. Praise God. Yeah. I think that um, they've just been asking me questions that are very personal to me. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Genotype is not a joke. Are we listening? Yes. It's not a joke. You have AS. You have no clue what it means to be in pains in your bone. You have no clue what it means to give birth to eight children and turn back and see only two. 
you have no clue. Genotype is not a joke. I know you are in love. I know you believe God. I know that genotype can change. But please don't get an innocent child into this. Please, I beg you, don't. Let your love and your faith change your genotype. Change your genotype first. Confirm it from five well-renowned labs. Not that you change it and, and you say it has changed. Mm. Confirm it. Please, I beg you. Like, I beg you, do not do that to anybody. And the truth is that you say you are in love. When your children begin to die one after the other, that love will turn to hate. Because there's a thin line between love and hate. Please, I beg you. I beg you. We have a God that can do all things. There's nothing to... What's that saying? What God cannot do does not exist, Abby. And that's true. So change your genotype first. Don't bring an innocent child to suffer for nothing. There are so many people that you can enjoy your life with, that you can live a fulfilled life with, that are not AS with you. Please, I beg you. Please, I beg you. Whoever you are, I can, as in, after this meeting, you can come and meet me. Let me, because this is very personal to me. Please do not do it. Thank you. Okay, he said what she, somebody just said, what about adoption? Is that what you want? See, is, is, why, are you, why, why are you settling for adoption when, you, like, okay, so you say you want to adopt, then somehow, because if, I did not know I was pregnant for my second child when I was pregnant for my second child. We weren't planning to have children at the time when my second child came. It happens like that. So you're not planning to, you, you guys have said, okay, we will adopt. Then the child, then you become pregnant. What will you do? What will you do? Would you now take it out because, oh no, no, don't, let's not even get there. Lead us not into temptation. Please. There are so many other options. Please, don't. Thank you very much, Melissa Blessing. Okay, so we are coming to the end of the Women's Corner, but I'm going to take just one more question. There are so many questions, but I think that um, there has been a lot of questions on sex. So I think we'll just take one more question. Minister Fumi, you will help us answer. Um, I'm going to try to couple all the, you know, questions together so um somebody says how how do you tell your wife um one question says i like to have sex i think this is the woman now like i, I enjoy sex a lot but my husband doesn't what do i do and then on the reverse side there's the guy who you know enjoys sex a lot but his wife doesn't and she's actually told him I don't enjoy sex I don't I don't find it fulfilling what do I do 
So, help us to create that balance. Thank you, Mark. Um, praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay. Um, the truth is, <laughs> you come to the middle. Um, pa- um, party A loves it. Party B doesn't really love it. But you know it's important you both have it. Uh, so you have to... So if you like having it, let's say, four times a day, or... No, no, no. You're not even married. You're doing... Ah, you this guy. I'm suspecting you. See me after the service. Praise God. So let's, uh, let's assume... Um, the wives want to have it um, maybe four times a week and the husband <laughs> once in two weeks. Or you understand? You have to come, you talk, you talk. I think it's been addressed before, but the truth is you, you both come together and agree, but meet yourself at the middle. Do more, do less. Mix up. Then it becomes three and a half over, three over five. Do you understand? You have to come together. You, t- you discuss it, but you have to satisfy one another. Marriage is not a selfish thing. It, you, can't, you, can't, you, can't, you can't succeed in marriage if you are selfish. So if you're always thinking about you, about yourself, then there's a problem. Satisfy one another. Remember, the body is not yours. Abina, yes, now the Bible says it's not yours. It's not, it's, my body is not my body, it's for him. It's for my husband, it's for Shukpo. So his body is, so if he's not in the mood, and I'm in the mood, we, he should try and be in the mood. Do you understand? We, we, he, we'll make it work. Praise God. So if he wants it more, and I want it less, we will have to talk and come, to, we will come to an agreement. Praise God. We'll come to, we'll, we'll come to the middle. We'll, you have to just talk, discuss it, and Try to satisfy one another. It's not about you. It's not just about you. It's about the two of you that have become one. So try to satisfy one another. That's just the simple truth. That's just it. Thank That's you very it. much. Can I add something? Okay. Okay. Um, okay. She wants to add something. Okay. I also think... Praise God. Okay. I also th- I know that there's dutiful sex and there's beautiful sex. Mm-hmm. So the lady that does not like sex, she might need to also engage in dutiful sex and make it seem beautiful. You doesn't need to know that yeah. you, you are not in the mood. Because you know that you also have to, like I said, we say help the man of God. You know, like yes. make it easy for your husband to not look at Yes. I don't want to say it. You know, so and then sometimes if other person that doesn't like it at all, she might need therapy, she might need help. She might have a past that is disturbing her that she doesn't yeah. even know about. She might have been abused. So she might need help. So let's even find out how we can help her so that the sex can be beautiful for her too. Praise yeah. God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Did you enjoy this corner or what? I told you it was going to be a good night. Please give them a big round of applause once again. And please note, the questions are there. If your questions were not answered, Please meet any of them. These are seasoned counselors, and they'll put you through. They are never too busy for you. So reach out to them if your questions were not answered. Once again, give them a big round of applause. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Bible says that, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Hallelujah. 
How many people have been liberated tonight? Hallelujah. Praise God. All right, please package your tithes and offerings and